0: Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff. It is August 19th, 2020.
1: You are way, whoa, we're way too loud. You're overmodulated. You're overmodulated. You shut up.
0: (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) You're going to call me a whore. (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) I was talking to Woods tonight about a million different things, and it's just like, holy cow, man. Like, what is going on in the world right now? Uh, Crazy times, right? Yes. Look, here's the other thing. Let's start where we need to start and that's with you giving me a public apology. <laughs> I I come down here I come down here the other night. Yeah. And Dave Kaplan has the Dodger game on. I don't know why. Kaplan. Yeah, you're Dave Kaplan, Mr. LA, hoping uh. to get into 710. <laughs> so you can work with your buddy.
0: With which one? With uh, Scott or with Spanos?
1: God, your mic sounds terrible.
0: You sound terrible.
1: Yeah, figure it out. And uh like so, I come in the other night, and Dave's got the
0: Dodger game on. Yeah. Like, why? Watch it tomorrow. Because this game was over. The Padre game was over. It was well, it was not in doubt. Well, we thought it was. And what's really
1: funny, Dave, is when I got down here to Eastlake, as I was kind of pulling the corner, and, and you're trying to do 10 different things. Yeah. It kind of felt like right at that time, the bases had been loaded, and Tatis was coming up. And I assumed giving you the benefit of the doubt that I would walk in and see what happened, no. knowing that I had heard the three-run homer, but why Why worry about doing that?
0: Why worry about it?
1: So uh, so Tatis hits the Grand Slam, yep. and I really didn't know what had happened, which is funny, because if you hear the show from the other night, uh, I think Dave and I... Just, we're going like,
0: over his stats. We didn't even know he had two home runs. Right. Yeah.
1: Or a Grand Slam. Yeah. And uh, and we're complimenting Tingler. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Right. Couldn't pick a worse night to compliment him.
1: Just like we had said last week, we were saying, yeah, you could do that. There you go, much better. Um, Just like we had said last week, well, they never get blown out of games and then they proceed to get smoked in four straight games. So I'm I'm driving out of here and I'm kind of taking a look at social media and seeing everything going on. And then Having ESPN radio and MLB radio, and everybody is talking about Tatis. Yeah. And then, so I called Dave. I'm like, call Dave a bunch of names. I'm like, he hit a grand slam. Well, and then you get home, and you find out what has really happened. And because Fox Sports San Diego, I don't know what they were doing. They've run NBA and glory kickboxing. They did everything (laughs) but run the replay of the game. Yeah. So I didn't get to see it. And then because it was a day game yesterday, I never saw a replay. But I got to tell you, man, as much as I love these guys, Mark Sweeney was awful. Bob Scanlon was awful. Tony Gwynn Jr. was awful.
0: What were you expecting them to say?
1: What I expected them to say was one thing. The biggest mistake that has happened in the last 36 hours or 24 hours has nothing to do with the 3-0 pitch. If we want to believe that that's part of baseball's unwritten code, then what you do as a manager, as Jace Tingler, is you pull him aside and you say, hey, man, I get it, right? I get that you get the pitch, but that's not really who we want to be as a team because from the other side, it's kind of a bad look, and you, and you handle it. And then if your buddy's buddies with the manager, you text that guy and you say, hey, Dave, I'll take care of it. Don't freak out when I cover my guy in the press conference because that's what I have to do. Yep. But you and I have been friends for a long time. You know that's not who I am. And uh, I'm telling you, you may not know the kid, but that's not who he is. We'll have the conversation. I just want to make sure we're good. And then you go out into the press conference and somebody asks you about it. You go, man, this kid's the hottest kid in baseball. And it's over. Nobody says anything. I lost so much respect for Jace Tingler. Jace Tingler's not a leader. Jace Tingler's a scrub because Jace Tingler, for two reasons, he's a little scrub for what he did to – this team has not been relevant for 98% of its history. You are right. Let's get You're fucking right, I'm right. For 98% of this team's history, they have not been relevant. And I tell you what, they didn't become relevant the day Jace fucking Tingler walked in the door. They became relevant the day Fernando Tatis Jr. walked in the door. So for Jace Tingler to go up and be mopey Jace and worry about how it looked to his organization, and fuck AJ Preller too. Fuck you guys.
0: That's what I was going to go next.
1: Bullshit. Who signs your check? Where do you live? You're either with us or you're against us. So Jace Tingler goes up. Like a putz, and apologizes, and his feelings are hurt. And if I'm Ron Fowler, I'm like, dude, you're really lucky tonight's not the last night that you're the manager of this team. Uh, I'm
0: glad you called out AJ because AJ jumped. AJ jumped him first, okay. But AJ
1: doesn't say anything publicly. Of course not. But we all see it. Yeah,
0: AJ pulled a Faulkner. You know, so. When you look at him hit the grand slam, A.J. jumps his ass first, which is really weird because if it wasn't for the pandemic, the GM wouldn't be that close to the field anyway. Right. He'd be up top in a booth. So you look at the history, and just so you don't – I don't want to assume the audience knows anything, but what I'm saying is what Jeff is telling me as well. Here's the deal. Both guys, A.J. and Jace, both came from the Rangers. Right. Okay, so if it was another team, it might have been even a little bit different. But right, both Vince these Tampa. guys, yeah, both these guys are loyal as fuck to the Rangers because yeah, they AJ gave them an opportunity. Sure. And Chris Woodward and Jace are very good friends. Sure, all good. You, you, what you said was one hundred percent right. That's how you handle it. You, you yeah. text him, you call him, you go, dude, look, that's not me. You know me. I sat next to you on the bench all last year. You know that's not me. Yeah. Hey, okay. we, uh, we got. Yeah.
1: We've been through it. Yeah, we've got young guys. We so, remember player A, B, or C when we were coming up. We exactly got it. right. I'll take care of it. And it
0: just happened to be happened to be the one team they probably would have picked not to do it against. Happened to be the one they're loyal to still because they gave them the opportunity in baseball. Get it? If but, it was the Dodgers, I don't know if they would have said jack shit. But you're right. You, you well, stand you by your consistent
1: you're, your message.
0: Well, we, how many times we see that all the time? We see that all the time with the hypocrisy of people who draw a line and yeah. then guys cross it. And, and it was bad all the way around. Tatis was confused as fuck. He didn't understand. Unwritten rules are the biggest goddamn joke oh, in all the sports. It is it is ridiculous. But Brett Unwritten- Boone,
1: I mean, Brett Boone's on social media. Hey, it's 3-0. Listen, the problem to me is not 3-0. If you feel like that goes against in what we're doing, that's fine. You handle it a better way than Jay Tingler. That's what made me insane is that all these guys that play the game and know better, nobody saw what the story was. The story was that a manager with zero credentials called out a star player and nobody says anything because they're all worried about their next check. Sorry, that's the way I viewed it. Yeah, I'm not Scanlon's saying you're wrong. worried, Junior's worried, right? Sweeney's worried. That's the way I viewed it. Yeah. And to all of them, I go, dude, I love all you guys. Uh, right, I don't tell you how to play baseball. You're fucking right. I'll tell you how to do this job every day of the week. And all three of you had a chance to be good, and you sucked. And then what'd you do? Once the narrative changed, then everybody backpedals. Exactly oh, right. Oh, hey. You know 12 turn hours. Like, oh, shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> Your fan base turned on you.
1: Right. Your
0: Padre fan base turned on you in 12 hours. Right. And basically made it... So well known that they were disappointed by the way the Padres handled it Right, that they had to hold an emergency press conference.
1: The sad thing was we had to get assurances that we were right from Reggie Jackson, from Johnny Bench, from Josh Donaldson, from Trevor Bauer.
0: You just named all the cocksuckers in baseball.
1: What do you got against Johnny Bench?
0: Johnny Bench is a cocksucker. He yelled at me when I was 12 years old. And he cussed me out.
1: Well, so what? Nobody cares. Reggie Jackson,
0: cocksucker. Trevor Bauer, cocksucker. Josh Donaldson, cocksucker. I'm not saying, uh, and look, I'm not saying things are right or wrong. I'm just saying what Billy Ripken and Cal Ripken and-
1: Who was the first name you said? Billy
0: Ripken. He's on the MLB. I'm just telling you, the old guard, this is an old guard deal. And we see this all the time. They're a bunch of get off my lawn guys. Okay? And from what I've been told, you don't swing at a 3-0 pitch in spring training.
1: I 100% get all that. It's like going that.
0: into the victory formation and then saying, fuck it, we're throwing a bomb.
1: I, I get all of that. That's not the argument. They're missing the argument, and Billy Ripkins missing but the argument. But that's Jace
0: Tingler's argument. That's his argument. Your argument I, is you fucked up as the way you approached this correct. kid and defended your guy. Jace Tingler's argument is you don't know how to play the fucking game.
1: My argument is that's fine. You don't go in front of the camera and call your guy out. And you don't call your star player out.
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: That's my
0: argument. You stand by the twenty six guys on that bench,
1: right? And then if everybody and I don't think it's a story, if Chase Tingler doesn't do what he does, and then
0: what take, about Hosmer? Uh Hosmer went to the Rangers bench and said, "We'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. Don't worry about it." I yeah, was like, fuck I, off, Hosmer. Don't act like you're his best friend. Yeah, and then going to sit around and say to the other guys on the other team, yeah. hey, what are you we, running we, for we, office? Yeah, fuck off.
1: My, my issue is with Tingler. And then Tingler comes out yesterday in that ridiculous press conference, and he's like, well, you know, I really wish the narrative would have been that the 21-year-old kid had a great day. You know how that becomes a narrative, you dip shit By you saying it last night. God damn it. And then I got Ben Higgins, the biggest empty suit in San Diego. Jesus Christ, Ben. Act like you give a shit. Hey, oh wow, isn't this great? That uh, the Jays came out and cleared the air. What? No, he didn't. He came out and did exactly what I predicted he would do. And the badly worded—God, I had 19 typos. Who gives a shit? <laughs> At least I own up to. Yes. It. He came out and did exactly what I knew he would do. He thought he'd protect his relationships by calling out the star player. He got his ass kicked, as we saw. And Dave, you know what? To your point about Bauer and Jackson and anybody else that did it, those are the guys that I would have thought would have been like, hey, why is this punk swinging three out? And they instead had the message saying, dude, go for it.
0: Yeah, because unwritten rules are ridiculous. It's hard enough to learn this game anyway and to teach the game to kids and then let alone say, guess what? But there are also a bunch of rules that don't exist, but this is the ones we're going to follow.
1: Here's the other embarrassing point. I... I have not talked to Steve on this. I would like I should have asked him when I talked to him. I'm led to believe that ninety seven three has reached out to Jace Tingler and the Padres didn't put him on. No way. And I know That's a, a shame. And I know for a fact that the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, went on. Yeah. Now I give that guy credit. Yeah. Because he went on and was actually really cool and was pretty likable in the whole thing.
0: He said some of the good things I enjoyed where he said things are changing. Right. And I'm glad things are changing. He said basically the way he was brought up was one way, but he's seen the way it's it's going. And people hate James Shields, but remember James Shields used to say all the time, if you don't like it, pitch better. Right. Take accountability for your poor effort.
1: I want to make it clear, Dave. I am not supporting swinging at the 3-0 pitch. If that is a feeling within the game amongst the players and the guys in the house that, that that's not what we do, I get it. What made me insane was a guy with zero credentials and Jace Tingler getting up in front of the camera and calling out the first guy to be relevant on this team in a long, long time Yes. and doing it on a public forum. That's what the issue is. And if Tony Jr. and Ben Higgins and Bob Scanlon and Mark Sweeney can't get it, then they're in over their head. And I tell every one of them, if they call me, I'd scream at them on my phone. (laughs) Uh, Go ahead. Y'all have my number. I'm not running from any of you.
0: You were an embarrassment. Who wants to get screamed at? Nobody's going to call you. They were an embarrassment.
1: God, you were horseshit. Bob Scanlon. Jesus Scan. Figure it out. You're a media guy. It wasn't the 3-0. It was the Tingler, who's not Joe Torre, who's not Bobby Cox, who's not Tony La Russa, is calling out Fernando Tatis. Who is beloved in this city because we've had nothing to cheer for? That's my problem.
0: I'm, let me ask you this: We all know that Tatis is insane. Is he? You talk about an organization that really hasn't been relevant in baseball since they started. Ninety-eight okay. percent of their history. You're right. In Seattle, I always say kind of the same thing: Is he our Ken Griffey Jr.?
1: But you know, I mean,
0: because let me ask you: If it was Ken Griffey Jr. before the biggest star outside of you know what Richie Zisk, I mean, who was the biggest right? star in Seattle? Ken Griffey Jr. was such a big name and so hot so early, just like Tatis is, yeah. that you can sit, and you know, arguably you could say Tatis is off to a better start, is you sit there and you go, if it was Seattle, what would Seattle do? Yeah. Seattle would have backed Griffey Jr. because they understand he's the guy.
1: He's our guy. He's the guy. Well, and that's what was great about social media. That's when Twitter was great the other night because social media lost their mind, and everybody on social media got it. Now, this was the other embarrassing point for Jay Stingler. Yeah. When he comes out and that's like, oh, well, you know, we didn't know it was a big story. Bullshit, you didn't. Yeah. I guarantee you, by the time you sat your ass on that bus, you knew it because we're in a bubble. Nobody is going anywhere. You're not going for restaurants. You're not going for beers. You're looking at your phone. And I guarantee you, Preller knew and Fowler knew and the PR staff knew. Freddie Jr. knew. Everybody knew. And I guarantee you, they called... Uh, Jason said, you better figure it out. Now, what I would have liked to see from him, instead of his, oh, yeah, hey, hey, he's he's got everything going, and he's them, hey, we're out here to kick ass. He sounded like Mike McCoy. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Shut up, McCoy. He just sounded like, you know what I wish Tingler would have done? I wish he would have come out and said, you know what? Hey, man, I'm a rookie manager, and yeah, I know he said a couple of different ways. Like, I learned a lesson, too. You know what I would have liked to hear? Damn, man, I got my ass kicked last (laughs) night. I got, (laughs) right? If Tingler comes out and goes, wow. Yeah. Wow. Hey, got it. Lesson learned, man. Hey, I get it.
0: Do you think AJ at all had to be thinking, "Fuck, this could easily come down on me too"? Because if, if you watch the film of it, they see I'm <laughs> yelling at him first. I mean, AJ dodged a bullet, in my opinion.
1: Well, yeah, bec- but AJ didn't go in front of the. No,
0: but AJ's cussing him out when he crosses home plate. He's standing yeah. up, yelling at him.
1: Yeah, I mean that, which is very uncharacteristic for him too. Yeah. Right. That's the way- that's because
0: that, that's the Rangers relationship. I'm telling you, any other team, I don't think AJ does that shit.
1: Well, I would say this. I don't think it has lasting impacts. I really don't. No, it's
0: not. I, bounce with the, I love the fact that people are looking at what's going on here in San Diego. And, and unfortunately, it was because of an incident. It was a grand slam. I'm, fuck it. It was a, it was a positive. Yeah. But people are talking about it. It was on PTI. It was, it's a big national story. It was the biggest I, story. going. That's what the NBA playoffs. It was the biggest story in sports.
1: Well, I thought there were a lot of guys. Keith Hernandez on the Mets game the other night is saying, hey, you don't do it 3-0. And Gary Cohen, who's been the voice of the Mets forever, yeah. I think those guys just got awful announcing number one. He's like, why? Why? And Keith's like, Gary, you just don't do it. It's a bad look. Yeah. He's like, I don't get it. Tell Joe me Torres why. said the
0: same thing. Yeah. Those are old school guys. And,
1: but then they went to Ron Darling. Yeah. And Ron said, Keith, I sit next to you every night. I can't think of the last thing we disagreed on. He goes... I completely disagree.
0: I love it because he's a pitcher and takes takes accountability for not playing well.
1: But, Dave, again, my point is not with the way Keith Hernandez feels or with Ron Darling feels, uh, Mark Sweeney, Bob Scanlon, Tony Jr., all of it. I get it. You guys have been in that room. We haven't. We're not going to tell you what the rules are. The story was Tingler. And for all of you to miss that, and even Gary Cohen and, and Keith Hernandez, you missed it. You, you had a belt-high fastball, and you let it go. The story was, how does that impact a guy? Who, by the way, all of us know that for the last two weeks, what's been the narrative? Give the kid a blank check. Yep. Give the kid a blank check. Now, does this impact the T-set negotiations? I doubt it. No. I doubt it. I think that'd be a little dramatic. But it was a horrible mistake by Jay Tingler. And I don't I mean, I heard Mike got to his point, was doing what Costa does. Mike killed him. I tell you what, Mike killed him. Uh, as much as I tease. Didn't
0: Scott, in every show I didn't hear a coach, but didn't every show take Tatisa? Killed everybody. Killed basically everybody took Tatisa's to side.
1: Everybody took Tatisa's to side. I in fairness to Steve and Ben, I just read Ben's dumb tweet. I Oh, it's so great. Thanks, Chase. Uh, shut
0: up. I blame Steve Woods. Because here, here's the deal, Steve. I know you're listening. You had the biggest story of the year. It was a huge story. And you can't get on the phone and tell your boy, hey, maybe you show up on time today. At 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm up at 5. I want to know what the fuck they think. You got to wait. He kept saying, I got to wait for Ben to come in because I know there's a lot to talk about. The show starts at 5. You fucking show up. It's the biggest day of the it's year. It's a big day. You show the fuck up at 5. I want to hear what's going on. People tune in. Yeah. Hear what's going on. And they said they had full phone lines. They said of it was course, one of the best shows he ever had.
1: Because the pods not the Padres as far as Ron or Pete, Tingler. I I could live with the Hosmer thing. I really could. If Tingler hadn't said anything, I could deal with the Hosmer thing. You go, hey, who knows what's going on? Whatever. Maybe he's looking at what had happened with the A's and the Astros going, hey, I don't need to lose anybody. That's
0: that's why I think he said it. Not because he was embarrassed. He said it to protect his teammate.
1: But here's the other problem that I have with Tingler. Right after the Grand Slam, what happens? Machado gets thrown behind. Yeah. Uh, Tatis had been hit the day before. When are we going to do something there? If you're going to tell me about unwritten rules, Jace, and the way the game's played, as I wrote on Twitter, I like the unwritten rule that if you hit my best guy, I'm going to hit two of yours. So as soon as Jace recognizes that rule, then I'll uh, worry about him protecting his friendship with his buddies. He sat there like a toad and let his former team throw at Machado. He sat there like a toad on Sunday and let Tatis get hit and did nothing about it. That, to me, loses all credibility for the sensei. (laughs) Right? I have no credibility for that guy. Where's that being called out? Did anybody say anything about that? That we're letting Tatis get hit? Just like this organization has done in the past for everybody? No, it's a fucking joke.
0: I'm confused. Okay. I'm going to go to an unwritten rule. I'm going to ask you the question because I hear. don't know anymore. It used to be there were unwritten rules in baseball, but baseball was always policed by the players because right. the pitcher is holding a weapon. Okay. Right. All of a sudden this year, we saw with Joe Kelly, it is no more the police shit. And maybe it has to do with the pandemic. And I want to ask is this something that is from now on that, hey, there is no more fucking, you're protecting, you're policing the game. We police the game I and mean, in the commissioner's office. Because you saw what happened to Joe Kelly. You saw what happened when they threw at Machado. You saw the pitcher get suspended for three games, the manager for one. Yeah. Mike Trout got two thrown right at his fucking head yesterday. Right. And you go, okay, then what's the, what's the fine for this? What happens here? Like you're, you're talking about the star of Major League Baseball over the last 10 years that had two fastballs thrown right at his fucking skull.
1: I would love to know what the demeanor is in the Oakland A's locker room. Because what you saw even though it was between player and bench coach that went hiding behind players i think it's a bigger problem i think it's a much bigger problem for this team i think if somebody had come out with the diamondbacks on sunday after tatis gets drilled and you immediately drill one of those punks that team's a bunch of punks and if you drill one of those guys and things happen you're telling me, and, and you know, it's, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get the text tomorrow. Hey, that's a really great idea, okay? What happens if Will Myers gets flung to the ground and all of a sudden he's got a sprained wrist? I, Dave, I think it goes bigger picture. I'm a believer it goes bigger picture. I think Grisham, I think Paddock, I don't care. I think 25 guys run off into the clubhouse, and it may do the same thing for the Diamondbacks. And it brings guys together, right? I know what the 84 guys say. The 84 guys say, yeah, it was a wild day. We already had the division. It didn't impact us. But this team just sits there, as they've always done, and watch guys get hit, and they don't do anything about no, it. No, it's been that, like that forever. And as much as Jace Tingler, I lost credibility for him, and, you know, with time, you'll forget yep. about it. and You go, oh, yeah, you had a bad day, right? Uh, but now all of a sudden, I look at it and I go, "Dude, you're Andy, you're Andy Green, and you're Bud Black." Uh, Punching Pat Murphy wasn't here long enough to know.
0: Boach didn't do anything. Boach either.
1: didn't do anything. Greg Riddock, Jim Regelman, we've always let our guys just get For thrown years. at, and guys have gotten broken wrists and injured and everything yep. else. And you let it sail one behind Machado, and you let Tatis get hit, and you sat there like a toad. That would have been my problem. Like, I, I'd love to have Tinkler. Are you ever going to do anything if a guy gets thrown at? Or are, you just, are we just under the assumption as a Padre fan that our guys are open season?
0: It's it's very interesting to see. And he said, you're right, there's a history. Anyone who has followed this team for as long as you can remember, and you've seen the Giants teams inside your own division that have basically done this to you and broken wrists, as you said. Right, what do you we, think we, the Diamondbacks we, mentality we, we, is
1: towards this team?
0: And that's the thing is you, you, overall, as said, that's what I'm saying. What is the what's the basically penalty for throwing at guys now? Because we're seeing it much different than before. Is, are the days of policing completely over? Because as you said, if you hit your star, you're gonna hit their star. You're gonna yeah. hit their guy. You're gonna hit one of their guys. Well, and, and if it's not one, it used to be two for every one. It used to be the rule.
1: Yeah, uh, the Diamondbacks weren't worried about any consequences. You're telling me that guy, Dave. And, hey, maybe it got away from him. Wink, wink. You're telling me that guy or anybody in that infield that's watching when Tatis doesn't get hit doesn't go, hey, man, this might be go time.
0: And it should be. And instead, everybody just sits there on the bench. And it's the best time to, to actually get involved because you're going through a five-game losing streak. Right. I mean, if you're, anytime you're going to do it, that's when you do it.
1: I, I just think the message has to be, dude, you're not hitting our guy. You're not hitting our guy. But, uh, hey, again, you know, where was that? Where's that conversation? It made me insane. That was my biggest problem with all of it. They focused on something that they made the story, but in my opinion, and it sure felt like everybody who picked it up, the the story was that more what Tingler did than what Tatis did. Uh, if Tatis was wrong, you take him in, you go, hey, man, it's not what we w- want to do. All right. But I'll protect you in the press conference. Just don't make a habit of doing what you did tonight. Game over.
0: Again, I'm all in favor of go ahead and swinging. That's what the fans want to see, right? And as the players, again, a game's never over till the last pitch, right, or the last out. That's what you always well, with, you with make, this bullpen. Make, with, the, <laughs> with this bullpen, but we that's always the argument. But then when you sit there and you go, people are bringing up other sports, and you understand the victory formation we just talked about, or the windmill dunk with five seconds remaining when you're winning right. by ten, all that shit. There's a certain way to to win. You you win with basically is right. You win and lose with the the same attitude as a good sport. And I'm I'm all in favor of getting rid of unwritten rules. Or if it's that important, put it in the fucking rule book, or the white towel. Hey, let's just quit because you know what Major League Baseball yeah. wants. Major League Baseball doesn't want to have teams go. You know what, guys? Fuck it. We're going to save our bullpen. We're going to end this game in the sixth inning. Yeah, you're up by eight. We don't think our chances are very good. We'd rather save our bullpen. Everybody go home. That's not what Major League Baseball wants. So you got to give these guys the attitude. Keep swinging. Yeah. Keep swinging because that's what the fans want. This is an entertainment business.
1: Well, and I didn't get to hear a lot of radio, so I don't know if this was addressed. If it was, I'd give full credit to it. But here's one for you. How interesting would the narrative have been? How different would the narrative have been had it been Machado who hits the Grand Slam 3 Yeah,
0: Yeah, interesting. Right? Yep.
1: Because do we see... Josh Bauer, Trevor uh, Trevor Donaldson, uh, or Trevor uh, uh, Trevor Bauer, Josh Donaldson. Yeah, Yeah, let me get it straight. Josh Donaldson, Trevor Bauer, Reggie Jackson, Johnny Bench. Do they come to Manny's defense, right? Do we see the national, right, whole thing? Or do we, now, let me ask you this. Do we see Tinkler do what he did about Tatis about Machado? I'll bet you ten bucks, no chance.
0: No chance is right. So a great what does call. that tell you? Yeah, it's a great call.
1: Uh, Jace, so if that's Machado, hypothetically, now you yeah. may you could sit there and say, "Hey, Manny's been around a long time, and he may not do that." Hey, Manny's struggling.
0: Yeah, let's and get Manny, him back on track.
1: Yeah, let's it, get him
0: some confidence. Yeah, there's no way he's jumping ma- at us. Neither one of those guys, AJ or Jace, aren't jumping at us. Yeah,
1: is AJ yelling at no him. No
0: fucking way. Right? No what way. A
1: joke. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, I know what you'll hear. Oh, Manny's a veteran. He wouldn't have done that. Okay. And in fairness to Manny, he may not be swinging 3-0. I got it. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if Machado had been the guy to take that pitch and go, you know what, man? But that's the pitch I've been waiting all night for, all week for. Yeah. And he hits it out. Do A, do we hear anything out of Tingler about him? And B... How magnified is the reaction nationwide, but isn't it magnified to the other side of the coin? And it's a perfect opportunity to remind everybody that Manny's this and Manny's that.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I, I, I don't disagree at all. When you watch this game, we both love the game of baseball. We're watching the pods right now in extra innings as we're, as we're doing the show. Yeah, You you love the game as well. Don't you agree, though, that some of this unwritten rule shit is, is the most ridiculous thing going? Name another sport that has this bullshit. And, and the problem with baseball is baseball at one point during our lifetime was the number one sport. It's, yeah. now, it's now almost behind the NBA. I mean, it has dropped dramatically as far as interest, especially with the young people. That's why a guy like Fernando Tatis, it's such a big star. You're having yeah. all these guys who are saying, I don't watch baseball, but I'm watching Fernando Tatis. Maurice Jones Drew came out today and said that, I never watch baseball, but that guy's my favorite player. My and point, all man. of a sudden, you're going to all these guys going, this is my my favorite player. I love this guy. And and they're watching what he's doing, and he's, and he's putting on a show, and he's he's just insane. Forget about his age. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible what he's fucking doing right now.
1: Well, and I think that's the other thing too, right? Because, Dave, not only Machado, but l- let me just use one other guy. Right? What if uh, What if Grisham did that the other night? What if Grisham hit the grand slam? <laughs> yeah, Grisham, not a story. Poor, poor Grisham, yeah. right? He hits the grand slam, or or here. Uh, how about Cronenworth yeah. as a young guy?
0: Yeah, it's not what a story.
1: If, what if Cronenworth on three zero hits it out? Yeah, and you go, hey, yeah, it's probably not what we want to do we'd probably be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Come on, Crona, yes. get your shit together, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably, I mean, in fairness, yeah. I'll probably do the same thing. I'll, I'll, and Sweeney and Scan and all those guys could say everything. And I'd probably be like, in fairness to those guys, I'd probably be like, oh, that's great.
0: Yeah, it's not; it's a blurb. It's not a national story. Yeah, It's not. You could see, though, when Tatis hits the home run and Manny's on deck, that Manny almost leans back and rolls his eyes like, fuck, one's coming at me. Like, you, you knew it. Yeah, He knew. I mean, we, he didn't get upset when they threw behind him. He's like, I knew it was going to happen.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the problem is with the unwritten rules. In my opinion, they're too inconsistent.
0: They are. It. It. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it as a coach. As as yeah. a as a guy that coaches, I hate it. I, I had a game a couple years ago, and this, as I understand, there's a big difference in high school and major league baseball. But coaches in high school are either, even more sensitive. I had a kid on my team who hit a home run, and when he crossed home plate, he flexed. Okay, oh, that kid's but, getting drilled. And, well, you know what he did? The coach on the other team threw three fastballs at the next kid's head. Okay? No, I don't like that. Okay. I didn't either. And guess what? It was the kid's first at bat ever in varsity baseball. And he threw three at his head. And the coach told me at the end of the game, he goes, I can't believe my pitcher couldn't hit that kid in the head. And I said, I thought you were throwing at his head. He goes, I was. I can't believe the guy missed. I told him to throw right at his head. And I said, you know what? You probably shouldn't be coaching. You've been doing this about 30 years. You probably shouldn't be coach. You shouldn't be telling another kid to to deliberately throw at another kid, especially in the face. And you're talking about the face or the head. You're like, this is insane. And and I'm going, this is high school. And the guy he flexed to wasn't the coach. It was to a guy who was in the stands who basically rat fucked him last year. And so it was was to him. But the coach took it personally. Whereas your Chris Woodward, you could see even with the mask on, he was looking at the Padre dugout as he was walking out to the mound like, you motherfuckers. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I started thinking about it, going, okay, if Jeff and I were coaching against each other, same situation, you know, I'm I'm Chris Woodward, he's he's Jace Tingler, and you did that shit to me, you're beating the fuck out of me anyway, yeah, and then your guy hits a th- hits a grand slam off me.
1: Oh, that would be it, your move. It, it you, would probably
0: it'd probably ruin our friendship.
1: Well, I'll tell you who you would be. I know exactly. Oh, you who son you'd of be.
0: a bitch. Who would I be?
1: You'd be. Uh. uh Who's the guy that coached the Yankees in Bad News Bears? The guy who got wiped out, got oh, the, the... Oh, uh, Vic, the,
0: uh, the guy that got his head cut off.
1: Yeah. I
0: just Vic, watched it the other Vic day. Vic Morrow. Yeah, Vic Morrow. That's you.
1: You're Vic, I think you're Vic Morrow now. You're just a fucking prick, okay? Let's just get it out there. Vic man.
0: Morrow's wife, not so bad in that movie, by the way. Right. Nice ass as she's walking hey, away.
1: come on.
0: Nice God waist, nice ass. I, I was watching that again when that guy was pulling.
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. Come on. Vic Morrow. That's you. You're Vic Morrow. You've always been. You know what's so great about you, you fucking idiot? (laughs) Is I love how the other day... Uh, and I'm not even going to address anybody stupid enough to believe that bullshit Beau Bichette
0: tweet today. <laughs> like, That's what I thought you were going to make me apologize for at the very beginning I, I'm of like, the show. it's so dumb. It, it was so, so dumb. It was because you, got me, you it. hammered me on Sunday. Well, and, I got, yeah, and I was waiting for you to jump in. I, but just, I didn't even show credibility. You said Vic Morrow real quick. Do you remember yep. the Daddy Murphy line on Vic Morrow? Which one? Someone asked Eddie Murphy, they go, so what are your chances of working with John Landis again? Because he did Trading Places with him. Oh, Jesus. He goes, there's a better chance of Vic Morrow working with <laughs> John Landis than me.
1: Oh. oh, God damn. God damn, Eddie. <laughs> wow. Um, now I love that all of a sudden the other day, you're the moral police, right? When all you've done on this show for 20 years is talk about all these thug kids you've had? Didn't you just have a, a situation a couple of weeks ago where you had kids cussing at other kids and doing everything else?
0: Oh yeah, I had kids talk shit to the other kids because I want to see if they how they'd react. I want to see if they could play the game without getting in their head. If they could basically silence them out and keep focusing on the game.
1: You think Gene Mock ever did that? You ask probably, so probably not. savior probably not. Savior bullshit. Uh, I just uh, it was crazy. But but here's the thing: we just hadn't had a chance to address it.
0: The to tweet. I was waiting for was you. Like, you did so well, not saying a word all day. I was day. just
1: like, I'm not even going to acknowledge Jeff that. Jeff got me on
0: Sunday really good.
1: <laughs> but I did, I did laugh because the funny thing is, yeah, I obviously have a connection in Toronto, so it was just funny that Bobuchette. And the other thing is too, why that really did make me laugh is my kids, I told you, have been playing MLB The Show. The yeah. Padres won the World Series. Good. And the second baseman on that team was Bob Shaw. Is that Chet. right? That's yeah, hilarious. we love him. Oh, that's but I'm like, hilarious. that's better than Tatis. I'm like, <laughs> so, and who's that one dipshit wrote, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so dumb. Taking the bait. Two quick things yeah. to hit.
0: I got to tell you the number one complaint, too, on the show. So go ahead.
1: Oh, I want to hear that first.
0: Okay, number one complaint was... It is not Kraken, it is Kraken. Well, in Cardiff, it's the Kraken. I got it. But now, but what business are you fucking in? You're in the hockey business. Well, that's true. So now for the rest of your life, you're going to remember you fucked it up on day one. I couldn't one.
1: care less. I'm a Kings fan. <laughs> I'll call him the Kraken. I'll disrespect. People boy.
0: lost their fucking minds. Oh, Who the fuck? Well, Kraken? Then, the Kraken's one Are of you sure gr- it's the Kraken in Encinitas? Now it might be Kraken uh, first the whole time? it's Cardiff. Sorry. Okay? Sorry. I missed it by an exit. Sorry. Yeah. Did,
1: well, uh, let me ask you this. Did you live in Beverly Hills or did you live in Thousand Oaks? Oh, Where'd you
0: live? Well, that's a big damn difference. No, I don't think it Did I live in Beverly Wood or Beverly Hills? I in yeah. Beverly Hills. Did you
1: live in Agora Hills or did you live in Beverly Hills? Where'd you live? <laughs> yeah. It, it might as well. Yeah. It's Cardiff. Okay?
0: Okay. Are you sure it's cracking? Yeah. Okay. I've been
1: thrown out of there enough. <laughs> I know where it is. I uh, you
0: behaving. I'll
1: tell you what. That Seattle team is going to be great. Like, their fan base is ready starting September 21. Um, Two quick things. Yeah. God, these are the the wild sports media last couple of days. John Fokey is the radio announcer for the Charlotte Hornets. Tweeting about the Nets game the other day, writes an unbelievable tweet trying to promote how exciting the game is, and he says the shooting in this Nets, and he wanted to say Nuggets game, and it came out Nets and the N-word game. Wow. is unbelievable. Now, I look at that, and the crazy thing is, I personally don't know John. Yeah. But John's background is, for the last five, six, seven years, John had been the studio host for Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. And so when I would listen to our friend Alan Horton, it was John that would be the guy back at the studio giving you uh, scoreboard updates or anything else. And, uh, and when I would sit with Al Horton at games that we have done, I would say, man, I always call him John I was, And Horton was always like, it's folky. I was like, dude, this guy's really, really good. Um, Horton had started by being the WNBA guy and then said, hey, this is year-round. It's getting to be too much. And then John took over and ended up being the voice for the Lynx when they went on their great run. And then he got the opportunity to do NBA games last year because Horton ended up back doing WNBA. I don't know him personally. I don't know how that word gets on a phone. I don't have any idea at all. I just know what Alan has said about him. I read what a lot of the people wrote on social media about John, people that had been part of the Lynx organization that talked about him as a guy and, and what he stood for. And it, God, it made me like physically ill because you just go, man, that is unbelievable. And it sure doesn't seem like what I've been told who that guy is. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how that story is going to end. That was bad enough. What happened tonight in Cincinnati hit me at a whole different level. Yeah. Because I'll just say this. 1995, I've told this story in the past. 1995, working at KFMB, producing pre- and post-game shows for the Padres, one of my really fun jobs was collecting audio from games across the country. I've said this. We had a blind guy, Bob Greenberg, literally blind, who did old-school reel-to-reel And somehow put highlights together and sent them to me in San Diego. Because he was there and he had old school big satellite dishes. Yeah, we'd get Jack Buck and we'd get different guys. But because he was based in Chicago, every night I got uh, the White Sox games. We were talking about it when Ed Farmer passed away. Yeah, Ed Farmer, John uh, Rooney were doing White Sox games. Tom Brenneman and Ron Santa were voice of the Cubs. Ron Santo literally screamed over every highlight in the Cubs while Tom's trying to call play-by-play. It struck me incredibly funny, and I just kept a tape of it. And so at the end of the year was when Fox TV got the rights for baseball and football. Uh, The first thing Fox did was they went after Joe Buck, who, I mean, 1995. He's not that old a guy now, so 25 years ago, even younger – And they went after Tom. And they wanted Joe and Tom to be their voices for football and baseball. Tom went to the Cubs, said, I want to be able to do this opportunity. Fox said, hey, you're the fill-in TV guy. Harry Carey was still alive at the point. It's either us or them. Tom walks away. He had to be 32, I'm guessing. Walks away from being the radio voice of the Cubs to take this job with Fox. I knew him a little bit. Because he'd been a guest on the show, and we'd see him out at uh, Qualcomm Stadium. And so I reached out to him. I said, hey, man, give me your address. I've got this tape that I think you will like. And it was about 45 minutes of Ron Santos screaming over his calls. Send him out the tape. About five weeks go by. Five weeks later, my phone rings, and it's Tom. And he goes, hey, man, i got to tell you a story. He goes, I was on a flight going to Tampa to call an NFL game, that was going to be seen by 2% of the country. And he said, as I'm on the plane, uh, I'm wondering, what the heck did I just do? Did I just make the biggest mistake of my career? And he said, I happened to go through my bag. Remember, it's 1995, and I find this cassette, and I put it in my Walkman. And he said, "Uh, Jeff, for 45 minutes, I just laughed and laughed and (laughs) laughed. And he said, I'm just telling you, man, you ever need anything, you call me. I've been friends with Tom for 25 years. Um what happened tonight, the only thing I can tell you is nothing can change what happened, right? We live like I said to Dave, you look at what's on social media tonight, it's a pitchfork society, yeah everybody wants him out, fired the whole thing, and that may be ultimately the end result. The one thing you learn in this business is every mic's a live mic, yep. Tom let his guard down tonight, made a huge mistake, and it it'll be a costly mistake the only I'm not going to defend it because we have people in this audience that we've work, talked
0: about it on the show our support
1: right that would have that would have hurt tonight. I would just say to those people and anybody else uh that's not the guy I've known for twenty five years he's not he's not a guy. I have plenty of friends that I've known for twenty five years that I go, oh, yeah, he was." Yeah. I'm shocked it took this long to catch him. That's not who he is. I'm heartbroken for my friend because I think it's uh, it's going to be costly. And, and look, I, I don't know. It's not for me to decide what mistakes are where an apology is an ex- acceptable and what mistakes are. No, man, sorry. Uh, and John Fokey may be the other one. That yeah. may be the other one where you go, hey, uh, uh, you know, it's just you can't get away from that.
0: You know, for Tom, the thing that's you can't defend is that it's in his daily speech because right. it wasn't like, hey, you could say whatever you want that he didn't know right. he was on there. It's right. in his daily speech. Right. It's hard Which to defend. Which is funny,
1: Dave, because. In my and now I'm not yeah. gonna. act like I, I talk to him yeah. every
0: day. I understand, I understand what you're saying, but he, that but that's not. That strikes you because you wouldn't expect him to say that. Now, right? I I was telling when, when you sent me the story or would sent me the story, someone sent me the story. I Maybe mean, it was Costa. Costa. And um, I'm looking at it as I was coaching a game, and I went, "Oh my god!" Because we know the guy. He's been on the show a bunch of times.
1: Right.
0: I consider him a friend too. You've been on the show. You're a friend of the show. Um. And I was telling a guy who was there the story, and he went. Dude, I still say that all the time. And yeah. I looked at him and I was like, what do you mean? You know, like I was shocked. He said it. And he goes, I know it's wrong, but it's been in my figure of speech. And he goes, I don't mean anything by it, but it's by my in my figure of speech. And I, I said, dude, today's day and age, maybe you don't want to be in the habit of doing it. Maybe we really want to take an effort. Like I used to, I'll say the word. I used to use the word retarded. I go, that's retarded. Right. I didn't say someone's retarded. I go, oh, that's retarded. Right. Well, my wife asked me because she works in the school district. She asked me a long time ago. And then I have a couple friends as I got older, started having kids that had kids that had disabilities. And I realized how offensive that word right. was. And I've worked to take that word out of my figure of speech. Right. Tom is a guy you would have expected would have taken it out of his, his speech by now.
1: Right. Yeah, right. 100%. I, I'm not.
0: I know you aren't defending him. I'm just saying it's sad to see his career come to an end because it probably will come to an end.
1: Yeah, I'm not defending what he said. Uh, I'm just telling you, I've known a dude 25 years. And there are people where you go, yeah. (laughs) Right? Where you go, oh, yeah. And here's the other thing, right? Uh, So he leaves. He gets the job at Fox. He gets a call from Jerry Colangelo. Jerry Colangelo owned the Diamondbacks. Flies Tom down there. He's the voice of the Diamondbacks. He's the first... First employee hired because they were two years away from throwing a pitch. And Colangelo goes, uh, yeah, I need a guy to be the face of the organization. And so he was that guy. But he had the opportunity to go home. Had the opportunity to go back to Cincinnati. And for the last couple of years, work with his dad, who's also been a friend of mine for longer than 25 years. and uh, Hall of Famer. Right. And, and you get to go back and, and do something with your dad. And as terrible and hurtful and devastating as this is for everybody involved tonight, it would have been absolutely atrocious. Game winner. All right, I'll, s-
0: I'll say it right now on there. I always say Manny Machado never comes through with a big hit. He came through with a big hit. Walk off Grand Slam. God damn. What the, what's with this team of Grand Slams right now? Dude, the Rangers pitcher, Montero. Fucking terrible, dude. I mean, not that they give the grandson. He couldn't throw a strike to anybody. He was so off. Yeah. Holy shit. He had to come in 3, three 2. I was about to ask you for the pitch. What happens right here?
1: Uh, one, Just one final thing at yeah. a time. What Tom said tonight would have been hurtful, disgusting, and terrible if he's in Tampa or Milwaukee. Oh, I wanted to hear Orsillo's call. What are you doing? Oh, what do you want me to do? do, do oh, games? go back to your beloved Dodgers. I can't wait till they lose tonight, you asshole. They probably will.
0: They have, but, eight, they have a seven-game winning streak. They're due.
1: But, uh, but for him to do it in Cincinnati, yeah, where the Brenneman name, and the weird thing is, too, when Chip Carey went to Chicago and did Cubs games, man, there was a lot of resentment towards Chip in that. You would think being like, yeah, right, Tony Jr.'s loved here. Yeah. Boy, there was so much resentment towards Chip for that. And there's resentment in Cincinnati. Um no I just uh i like I said Dave, I, I don't know John Fokey, so I just know what I've heard, but I do know Tom and uh man i'm i'm sorry I'm sorry for the people that would have been impacted by that because you're just minding your business. Yep. you didn't do anything tonight, and uh yeah, it's just man hard hard couple of days
0: okay, so here's the question a week from today, okay we're going to be looking a week from today that's going to be august twenty sixth yeah. Is Woods still doing a show with Ben, or has Ben applied for the job of the Reds' play-by-play announcer?
1: Um, has who applied? Ben. No, I don't know if Ben. No, I don't think has Woods applied. <laughs> Woods would never apply. Uh, how crazy's Machado hitting that tonight? It just sucks, Dave. Like you, you just look at it. And you go, dude, it's probably the end of the road. It's probably the end of the road for both of those guys. And you get it. You just go, you get it. Uh, And you go, man, it's a drag, man. It just
0: sucks. It is. It's very disappointing. It's an interesting story to watch. It'll be a huge story tomorrow. might be the biggest story. Let me ask you, if you're the Reds, what happens? You got to cut them loose. You got to cut them loose. You can't even find them for a year. You got to cut them loose. It really stinks because, no joke, he was on his way to probably going to the Hall of Fame.
1: I just, uh, like you said, yeah. You just go, yeah, man. If you're the Reds, you. I, I don't know. And, and if for the NBA?
0: For Charlotte? Yeah. No one's going to miss that motherfucker. No one knows who he is. Tom Jesus. Burnham is a national guy. See you later.
1: Now, I think Fox Sports Ohio is owned by Sinclair. I think they're two different employers. But I, I think if you're Big Fox, you're going there too, right? Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. Damn fucking woods is texting me like crazy that wasn't clutch that was clutch calm the fuck down i just said it calm down you asshole i told woods that he was trying to figure out a name for his kid yeah and i so i text him i go hey this is what you name your kid name your kid daddy that way from now on every girl has to call your kid daddy (laughs) and he goes i fucking love it (laughs) he goes daddy woods he goes from kindergarten on it's the coolest name of all time every girl has to call that kid daddy
1: uh, I like that family members are just tweeting me the Brenneman story. Hey, did you see this? Yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. How are we doing time-wise? We got to get out of here pretty quick? Pretty soon. Okay, real quick. Uh, first couple of days at 1090.
0: It's really bad. It's, just, it's worse than I thought it was going to be. It's worse than I thought it was going to be. I thought they made a huge mistake by not going more local guys. And I mean local by Southern California. Yeah. Too many New York, Philadelphia guys. It's it's insane. It's really bad. I mean, it's the worst radio I've ever heard in my life.
1: The problem is. It's
0: the Titanic right now.
1: I love Tony Bruno. And I I have it on last night. And uh, and Tony's on. I go, oh, wow, that's cool. And then you hear, Dave, at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, man, we got so much afternoon baseball going on. We got afternoon hockey going on. You're like, oh, boy. Yeah. Right. Am I? Is that is that get off the lawn guy? Or do you think for? No, most you're 100% people you hear right. That? No,
0: because it, when you're listening to appointment radio, because yeah. it's not a podcast, if you're listening to appointment radio. You want to hear what's going on right now. That's always my criticism about the newspaper is that there's nothing in today's paper that happened today. You know what you're getting with the newspaper. With the radio, if I want to listen to Tony Bruno, I need to listen at this exact time to hear Tony Bruno. So you better be on. I don't want to well, hear a show from 10 hours earlier. To
1: me, Bruno's your number one guy with respect to Cap. But Br- And Kaplan tonight, I put on <laughs> driving down here. I get out of work at 645. Kaplan's last 15 minutes is how great it is to be on 710.
0: That's fucking great. Kaplan's basically working for Coca-Cola and Pepsi and then telling how great it is to work for Coca-Cola and he- Pepsi's time.
1: He's in his Coke uniform drinking a Pepsi. <laughs> this fucking guy. And then today, because the question had been, what are they going to run at noon? So I'm like, hey, what are they doing at noon? And uh, I got on today, right? And I'm flipping around. Um, Darren's talking about his air conditioning out.
0: How many times did Darren say, I don't know? Darren loves to say, make a statement that goes, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> no, I, I mean, dude, if you did that drinking game with Darren, you'd be drunk by fucking 1225.
1: I didn't hear that.
0: Oh, but dude, he does it all the time. I, I don't know.
1: But then I go to uh, I go to 1090 because there had been talk that Hacksaw was coming back, John Browner and Alex Padilla, who, by the way, are not part of the 710 show.
0: Yeah, I figured that. Uh, surprising. Well, we know the guys in management at 710. They weren't going to hire all those guys. They're better than the two guys I heard tonight. Oh, I tonight. agree. But they already have those guys under contract.
1: Um, so I go to 1090 today at noon. And I'm like, all right, well, let me see what they have. I'm listening to two guys talking. And the first guy says, uh, you know, Jonathan Coachman was really, really good as a backstage interviewer. But then they made him a commentator. And you go, that's WWE. Yeah, that's right. And then the other guy says, well, you know, Michael Cole was really good as a backstage interviewer. And then he became a commentator. So I'm thinking, yeah, it's kind of funny. National shows kind of talk WWE. I'm not really sure what the angle may be, whatever. So I go, it's just different. But again, you're probably filling in with a national show and... and Maybe Vince McMahon or somebody did something, and and like any show does, you go off on a tangent. And then the guy goes, well, let me tell you this. Two years ago this week, Raw had 3.8 million viewers. And this week, they had 1.6. In two years, they've lost 50% of their audience. And I'm listening, and I go, I know who this guy is. Years ago, they had the National. Remember the National? the The Daily? Frank DeFort? Yep. And every week, they had a pro wrestling column. Dave Meltzer. And Dave wrote this column that nobody had ever heard where he told you guys were getting busted for drugs and Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan were smoking weed in the car they were arrested together and you were like like he just he broke down the fourth wall yeah and then dave started doing this newsletter called the wrestling observer newsletter and when guys died it was insane and all these crazy stories and then we started booking dave on the show yeah so we got to know dave 20 years ago well dave has a guy named Brian Alvarez and dave and Brian god i thought this show stopped like 10 years ago Dave and Brian used to do a daily wrestling show. And just like you would know Ben's voice or Steve's voice, Alston's voice, Mike's voice, you go, dude, that's Brian Alvarez. And I put it together. I go, God damn, noon to one on 1090 for now. I don't know how long it'll be. Might just be today. But for today, noon to one with everything going on, it was 16 minutes of pro wrestling wow.
0: talk. Wow. Jim Betancourt must have loved it. Right? Yeah.
1: Now I go, I, I used to be, I used to know a lot. I don't know any of the people they were talking about. My 12 year old son's completely into it. At a certain point, I transitioned from wrestling to MMA and never really looked back. But, you know, we still talk Ric Flair, Roddy Piper, but I, I, don't, I can't tell you anything about the current guys. But, Dave, MMA is a niche audience, like, yeah. really niche. You and I could sit here and talk Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocek, Paige Van Zandt going to bare-knuckle boxing. Two percent, one percent of the people we're talking to would go, okay, dude, as niche as that is, if you and I come in and we're like, hey, remember that day Ric Flair on TBS on a Saturday <laughs> hit himself in the forehead and started bleeding like a geyser? You go, wow, that's wild. And probably a lot of guys in the audience would be like, dude, I remember that. If you and I come on and go, Dave, let me ask you about these raw ratings. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at two years ago. Dave, we're 3.5. People are like, what the f- – what are you doing, Hillbilly? I was just like, wow. I like all those dudes over there, and I'm, I'm cheering for those guys. But it, it's not quite the impact that we were hoping it would be. But it's early.
0: I think it's going to look a lot different in a year. It's going to realize think right within now within a couple of months? To, it stinks right now. Yeah. It shouldn't stink heading into football season either. Right. It's a great time to uh, to jump on, but this isn't the, they aren't doing it right. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams is your guy. Again, he's your guy to get you out of debt. He's also the guy to get you out of the rental market. What are you waiting for? you got to give Dan Williams a call. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. He's the guy to talk to about your finances and as far as moving in the right direction. Again, Dan Williams is the guy.
1: Well, it is so important in these times, and we talk about buying a house. You know where else you need to have good credit is if you're going to rent because everybody is putting in an application, and the guy who owns the property wants to know who's going to make their check every month. Well, if Dave's got a credit score, which is probably not far far off of 447, <laughs> and I have mine of 805, who do you think's going to get it? Look, I would say find a way to get your finances in order and maybe you rent for a little bit and then you get ready to buy. But there are going to be a lot of applications. Uh, you ever notice that they ask, can I run your credit report when you apply for a job? A lot of people out of work right now, they want to know. Yep. Are you responsible enough to pay your bills? Because if you're not, then how can we believe you're going to be responsible enough to be here? Yep. Uh, give Dan a call, get those finances in order. Start with renting a place and then be ready to buy your own place.
0: Absolutely. Brian Curry is your guy. He's the guy to find the perfect home. What are you waiting for? Whether you're selling or you're buying, Brian Curry can help you out. He can get you in the right neighborhood, also the right size house. Brian's the guy that we have used over the years, and he is the best. He is uh, easy to contact, easy to talk to. 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588.
1: You know what, Dave? I was driving around the other day. I was over by Bay Park. And you're looking and you go, man, these are some pretty cool homes. And then you realize, you know what I'm right in the neighborhood of? One American News. The one yeah. America OAN. You goddamn, I could be two blocks from Graham Ledger. <laughs> and then you realize, that's way out of my price zone. Time to get back in the car and start heading east towards Poway. But I tell you what. No matter where you want to live, Bay Park, I went and saw Brian at an open house he was doing over there. Beautiful house. Anywhere you want to go in San Diego, man, it is a buyer's market, but it is a seller's market. The question is, do you have somebody on your team that's going to help you navigate the choppy waters? I can't think of anybody better than former Navy standout. You like how I tied that together, Brian yes. Curry. Nobody better. And, and you're going to have peace of mind. Anybody going through buying a house or selling a house, we know how complicated it is. Dave's been through it numerous times. I've been through it myself. Man, are they going to accept my bid? Are we going to get a bid for our place? You need the right guy on your side. I guarantee you this, Brian Curry wouldn't have done what Jay Stingler did.
0: (laughs) He would not.
1: He would not have done that. He's a leader and he's on your team, and you'll be thankful. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you.
0: Absolutely. Once you get that house, you got to get that pool. Look, if you have a house right now, you got to get that pool. It is so fucking hot. It Jesus is It is Christ. ridiculous. Everyone I seem to know over the last couple of days has told me I just jumped right in the pool. And I was yeah. like, oh, you lucky bastard. If you don't have a pool and you're thinking about getting one, you need to call Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor is your guy. If you have a pool, but it's not working in the proper condition, you need to call Taylor May Pools. Alan Taylor is right there at 619-619-619-619-619-619-619-619-619-619- 449 4452. 619 449 4452.
1: I thought my kids were the dumbest kids in America, and it's been confirmed. Because the other day, my two dopey kids and their friends, my buddies Ty and Dante, what do they do? They take their mom's tarp out on a cement driveway. Holy shit. And make it a slip and and slide. slide. Holy fuck. On cement. Promptly tears uh, my friend's tarp. Then they don't tell her anything about it. But I'm like, if you're so dumb, you're jumping headfirst on the cement. We may have to find a way to get a tailor made pool or get you in for medical assistance, one of the two. It's so goddamn hot. Dave, what time is it? It's 10 o'clock at night. It feels yeah. like it's 100 degrees it in here. I know Stevie Verissimo's like, stop crying, try it down here in Phoenix. <laughs> but holy cow, boy, if you've been waiting, I don't know how you could continue to wait. Give made Pools a call. Tell them Dave and Jeff sent you.
0: Absolutely. Kyle is your guy for that perfect website. Talk to Kyle today. He's doing great things. It can help your business grow. It can make things happen for you. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. All
1: right. I actually have a legit idea. Okay. Not just hot chicks uh, with weed or anything else that we've done in the past. <laughs> chicks with weed. Whatever we were going to do, right? Chicks Who Can't Say No. I love that one. All right, listen to this. And I actually thought of it today, listening to 10 minutes of that wrestling show. So they're talking to some kid. He's a wrestler, right? And they're talking to him about these wrestling schools that this kid went to. So he went to one in who knows where, and then he went to one in Japan. And you go, well, I guess if you were going to learn wrestling... That's what you have to do, right? Dave, hear me out on this. What about kids? That guy didn't have to go, and now he's a very successful guy, making money and traveling, doing a lot of different things, even in a uh, COVID world. What if you had kids that were out there that wanted to learn radio, but they didn't want to have to go to City College, and sit in a home ec or a fucking wood shop class, or more importantly, have to listen to Scott Rice tell them goddamn Kixie stories? Or what if they didn't want to go to Palomar? What if they didn't want to go to San Diego State and try to get on at KCR and be edgy and play the Cranberries like Woods? <laughs> what if they go, you know what we just wanted to do? I just want to learn radio. And by the way, I look at the guys who teach these radio courses around town. I go, who are Who are you? Where have you been? I've been in this market 25 years. What have you done? Well, one night I, I filled in for Art Good on the jazz station. When? No, you didn't. What if we put together, I think, I have a friend who's got office space downtown. What if we rent an office downtown, like at the Spreckels Theater. Yeah. And we opened the Dave and Jeff Broadcast Academy. Who could teach it better than we do? Broadcast school. (laughs) You could come right out. You better make sure you pay. I think these fucking guys are going to pay to learn how to be wrestlers. You're telling me nobody. And by the way, have you listened to some? Have you heard Braden? Brandon? What's that kid's name? (laughs) Have you heard him try to read his story? My God. You're like starting a GoFundMe page every time and then the next thing that happened the houston astros came up and then they and then they got a they got a one they got a 1-2 and a guy got a hit and then they and then they got the third out coach hey am i supposed to say something here <laughs> I, I drive around i'm like where is the future of our business Hey, if you're not in, Woods will be in because he's going to be doing anything he can to get the fuck out of that house <laughs> in the next three months when his beautiful second son shows up. And Costa's going to have plenty of free time on his hand in three months. <laughs> And ten ninety is gonna need an entire new lineup. Kyle Fluger and I'll be putting together the San Diego Broadcastacademy.com website. I don't know if you're invited.
0: Oh, uh, that's funny as shit. You had
1: the goddamn Dodger game on. You wouldn't know a story if it kicked you right in your little nuts.
0: All I know is I'm the guy paying the direct TV bill. I let you watch the Padre game. I flipped oh, over. Sorry, I couldn't rewind it to so hear Don. What, what do you think he said? Did he say holy fuck?
1: Well, I give Don and Mud credit. They were the only guys that didn't apologize the other night when Tatis hit the Grand Slam. Unlike Scan. I love scan.
0: <laughs> poor Scan. Dude, poor Sweeney. People writing on there oh, to Fox, I, knew Sweeney I, was I will dead. not watch a Padre game if Sweeney's ever working. <laughs> I mean, holy fuck.
1: <laughs> Let me just tell you, because 90% of you don't ever get the jokes. Like, I rip all these guys, but they're all my buddies. Like, I could give less of a shit <laughs> what any of them said earlier. So, yeah, I don't. I would not expect, circling back to how we started. Yeah scaling. Scan? I mean,
0: what are you doing? Oh but Scan's
1: God. like the nicest guy in San Diego. Junior's like the nicest guy in San Diego. Yes. And Sweeney, God, I'm afraid to say because I'm afraid I'll get egged on my car. He's a great guy. That's why it's so fun for me to yell about all three of them. It'd be one thing if those three guys were jerks. But yeah, I'm like... <laughs> but people get all nervous. It's all fucking around.
0: It's man. funny as shit. By the way, before we get to how old are they and how much are they worth, I'm watching this show Succession. Okay. Is that on HBO? It's on HBO. All right. I'm almost done with with, uh, both seasons. All right. There have only been two seasons so far. Dude, it's right up your alley. All right. I have
1: HBO right now. Okay. The
0: guy that plays the dad, Brian Cox. He's great. Every episode. I don't know who writes this shit in. Fuck off. Dude, he drops fuck off every episode. It is Every time he's done with anybody. Yeah. Oh, you can't help me? Well, fuck off. Dude, he told a guy... Oh, was was it too much for you? Can I get you an Advil and a hand drop? Fuck off! <laughs> I'm like, dude, this guy is That's right up guy. Jeff's alley. What did you it, think of Hard Knocks
1: second one last night? Didn't like it. It
0: it's was good. It, it was uh, the the first one I thought was decent for what they could do. Second one I thought it was kind of kind of dragged, right? A
1: little bit, yeah. but it's uh, but it's good.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I tell you what, man, both those teams have outstanding uniforms, right? Right. I mean, That's fuck, they, they. I know it kills Charger fans to look at it. Charger uniforms look fucking great.
1: The one thing, just the only takeaway from Hard Knocks is I wonder, Bosa's so good. Man, there's a guy at the uh, Mariners game just got yeah. hit right in the you face. You notice every seat is
0: filled with those with those yeah. cutouts at the Mariners games? They go every other row, but every seat is filled, it looks like.
1: That guy just got hit right in the face, he wasn't <laughs> paying attention. Uh, like Joey Bosa, like Anthony Lynn is so charismatic. Bosa's so mellow. Like, I think he would have been loved down here, too, because he's just so low-key and such a nice guy. He
0: seems so dopey, though, doesn't he? He's like Herman Munster.
1: I know. He's just so nice. What a player. But, oh, uh, one final thing. I will tweet out tonight. I would have forgot. Talking to my kids. I'm driving over here. And uh, remember, we talked about San Diego State, Qualcomm Stadium. Dave, I went by tonight. There is so much of that parking lot that has already been ripped up in the last 48 hours. Really? It is wild to see. Parking lots open. The fence, the construction fence comes all the way. If we know that road, like where we all walked in, and remember they had just kind of the little small two-lane road right there where you were like, why is this car trying to drive through when everybody's hanging out trying to walk in? That's basically down to one lane that they have pushed everything in. But um, as you come down Coriel Pass, I love seeing all this stuff. I think a lot of us, it'll be kind of exciting to watch this thing be put together. As you come down, they've taken down the huge fence uh, to the right. It's still fenced off, but you can start to see if you're in Mission Valley, the parking lot's open until like midnight. But if you're there at 4 or 5 o'clock, it's... It's pretty wild. I'm not saying you want to go every day, right? We're not we don't go watch our friends get a haircut or go watch the light turn. I'm not implying any of you are that bored, but I'm just saying if you happen to be in that area, yeah. It's pretty crazy, man, because for me and probably a lot of you that have lived here a long time, it's still mind-blowing that anything can get built in this town, especially a brand new football stadium for San Diego State, which my son Jack said to tell you tonight. Uh, that stadium, he goes, you should tell Dave it can be expanded out to 55,000 seats. They very- won't do it.
0: Uh, Nothing no, ever gets done want- here. Tell them that will happen when they, the Midway District approves houses or arenas over 30 feet. Won't happen.
1: Well, I'm going to tell Jack what you Why said. You tell him. He won't tell, tell him,
0: Jack, wake up. Nothing happens in this city.
1: Uh, don't break
0: it. Don't, don't, don't make him. Don't string him along.
1: He won't. Uh, my, wife told, my ex-wife told me this story. She said uh, her car broke down. About a month ago and they were driving home from Tahoe and they got to Bishop car broke down and she was frustrated and everything going on. It's hot. And and she's got called Triple A. She's in the middle of nowhere. And she said, you know, I just started crying. And she said, Cade came up and just started rubbing my back and said, hey, mom, it's going to be OK. Triple A is coming. And he, she said, no, I know everything's going to be OK. But sometimes I just do this. To, you know, you just have to do it. He goes, okay, well, I'm sorry. And she goes, yeah, he just sat there for like five minutes and just rubbed my back, and we talked. And eventually, she's like, yeah, everything's fine. I go, what'd Jack do? She goes, fuck, I don't even think he knew I was in the car. (laughs) She goes, he just fucking looked at his tablet. Looked at goddamn Drew McIntyre (laughs) 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 interviews. I told him, I go, I'm with him last night. I go, what the fuck are you doing? Mom's crying. He's like, Kate had it. (laughs) So I just want you to know that when I go back and tell him, Dave said it's not going to build. It'll have no impact on him. Oh, that's all, funny none. as fuck. All right, sorry.
0: That's so funny. All right, here, real quick. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going August 19th. We're going John Stamos.
1: Oh, God, this is funny. Happy belated birthday to my friend Cheech Marin. First and congratulate.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying because yours is important.
1: First kid I met when I moved to San Diego was my yeah. best friend. Guys that you legitimately have your back through thick and thin. The way that Dave does, the way that Costa does, the way that Stevie Woods does, that's who Cheech Marin was to me. We lost him amazingly. I can't believe it's been four years Amazing. ago to cancer. He would have been 53 today. guy I think about Happy every day was a huge fan of this show. It was
0: a great post he had today.
1: And uh, how about that? I took that picture. That
0: was cool. Really? You did? I thought it was a yearbook picture.
1: So the funny thing, my junior year, they tell me I'm in a photo class and they go, hey, why don't you, They go, we kind of like you, why don't you go take pictures for the yearbook? Oh, I go, you, it was a
0: yearbook picture, but you yeah. took it. Good. And
1: I took like 60 pictures of my buddies. Good, good. And they were like, well, we thought you'd have kind of like scenes of assemblies. I go, nah, I wasn't in that. <laughs> and that uh, that picture made the yearbook. So, that's cool. It's a great picture. Yeah. And it, that's a great same, picture. Great post. Same blank look. So happy yeah. birthday to Cheech. We miss you very also,
0: much. Also, uh, congratulations to Bobby Waldridge. How
1: about that? I didn't
0: even know his wife was pregnant.
1: I didn't know either. Yeah. Ah, uh, congratulations. Born today? Yeah. August 19th? Yeah, yeah. how about that? Him. Yeah, here, Circle Matt, Matt life, Barkley man. knocked her up. You better shut your mouth. But that's just the way Walters would have liked it. God, you're sick.
0: You are <laughs> sick. He can fuck off. <laughs> you can fuck off. That guy, dude, hammers us every day. Like he's not our buddy. I mean, Jesus.
1: Matt Barkley.
0: That's a guy I'm going to have to speak at your funeral. He's just going to do a roast I on love you. That Aldrich. fucking jerk. I'd be honored. All right, John Stamos, how old is he?
1: God damn, that's funny. I didn't know she'd shared that birthday. John Stamos is... Uh, I'm going to say he's 58.
0: 57. Duh! He's pretty funny in that commercial.
1: How much is he worth? I'm going to say Stamos is going to be sneaky, rich. I'll say uh, 18 million.
0: 25 million. Not bad. Yeah.
1: Good for him. Seems like a likable guy.
0: Oh, it sure does. Matthew Perry.
1: Damn, Chief is doing good. Yeah. Matthew Perry is. He's doing is, even
0: better in a second.
1: Uh, I'm going to say Matthew Perry's 51.
0: Exactly right.
1: How much is he worth? God damn, that friend's money. Shit. Forty million?
0: Uh eighty million dollars. No shit. Yeah, eighty million. Bill wow. Clinton.
1: <laughs> really? God damn. I almost said something terrible. I almost said, oh stinky fingers. <laughs> oh, I did a for Former president. Um, Bill, I think this one's gonna surprise me. I'm gonna say seventy seven.
0: Seventy four. Seven goddamn.
1: Uh oh. Red states are like, come on, let's see how much money yeah. he's got.
0: It's funny because there are two different numbers listed. So go ahead.
1: Yeah. They think he, and I don't know, they might be right. They think he was skimming from the foundation. There's that. Every r-
0: president leaves a wealth. There's that Rangers he- Apologist yeah. Sweeney. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pomeranz, what'd he do? Nothing. Nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm distracted. See your friends on TV like a shiny light i'm gonna say he's worth uh 100
0: million 120 million but how it much says, of that's legit hold on but it says could it be worth 300 million no shit yes. but all these guys are like that richard nixon went in broke and came out fucking wealthy as fuck too all right. they all and he didn't leave on the best terms is it
1: too edgy on the next show to talk about clinton and epstein island
0: Go ahead. I, fuck everybody's involved with Epstein. Donald Trump's involved with them too. Dershowitz. Yeah, they all are. Wow. They're all dirty fucks.
1: Did they know what was going on down there?
0: I hate to say it. I think everybody knew what was going on.
1: Did they participate?
0: I hate to say it. I think oh, they all participated, be careful. Allegedly. I don't know. All right. Last one. Kirk Cousins.
1: Oh wow. Uh, sixty million. I'm gonna start there.
0: Hundred and one million.
1: Holy cow. Uh, thirty. Thirty-two. All right.
0: All right, here we go. Stare goes, and when the list I have here is people that Jeff dislikes.
1: All right, that's cool. Like okay. It. Let me see if
0: I agree. Drew Pearson or Gary Anderson? Uh,
1: I actually like Drew Pearson because his Hall of Fame speech was the fun. No, no, his, no, the draft. The draft speech is the funniest thing I've ever seen, and I tend to watch that about once every four months. 100% Drew Pearson stays. I could enjoy... Because Drew Pearson, to me would be a guy, Dave, that you could drink beers with, yeah, and complain about that game, but I bet you'd walk away loving him. Uh, Gary Anderson let me down, and I hated that single bar face mask. <laughs> Gary Anderson's out.:
0: <laughs> Brian Long from 1360 or Mike Shepard from
1: 1090.: Oh. Uh, I would keep Brian Long because I love his kid. Shep blatantly, blatantly lied to our face. Yeah, openly did. I think Long probably regrets stuff that he did, but I I always dug Long and I liked his family a lot too. I'd take B Long in a minute.
0: Jed Hoyer or Jeff Morad?
1: I never had any issues with Jed Hoyer. I, I don't even know Jeff Morad, so I guess Jeff Morad set the franchise behind. We should book Jed Hoyer. We got I think we Paul's should. got his number. i yeah. it. I'm not sure how we'll we got Paul. it, but well, Paul we'll, well,
0: Paul hears the show. Well, let's ask him. Text it to us.
1: Yeah, I think I wonder how he got it. It was weird. Um, but anyways, I don't really have a huge ax to grind with either one of them, but I thought Jed Hoyer was cool. So I'd keep Jed Hoyer,
0: Sandy Alderson or Josh Burns.
1: (laughs) That's funny too. Sandy Alderson's a complete clown. He's a complete fraud and a complete hack. And guys like Kernan bring him lunch every day. I, (laughs) I don't know that we had Josh Burns more than once or twice. I thought he was fine. I'll take Josh Burns in a minute.
0: Okay. Josh Burns works for the Dodgers now too. Yeah, All right. no, that's
1: fun. You got to work.
0: All right, last one. Ian Kinsler or Chase Headley?
1: <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Chase Headley was great. I think he was only maybe on the 1090 show. I don't know that he yeah, was he ever was on, on the thir- 1090 show. I might have been on 1360, never had any problems with him. I've never met Ian Kinsler in my life. Uh, and sadly, that, that move was kind of along the lines of a Dave and Jeff move, but you don't do it to the Padre <laughs> fan base who's beloved around here. So Ian Kindler, even though I don't know you at all, you're the guy who's got to go. All
0: right, that's it. We're done for the week. Are we coming back on Sunday or Monday?
1: Uh, No, Sunday night SummerSlam. You'll hear all about it tomorrow at noon (laughs) on 1090. You won't hear anything about it with us, but we'll see you back here Monday night.
0: All right, good deal. I